Swoop myself or down is funny. I love me some. Right. Wait, you caught up already? Yeah. Okay, what does it give? I pressed record a long time ago. <laughs> hey. Actual recorder is higher quality. We're back. Um, I just want to just give a quick shout out to like the listeners, our co-hosts. Y'all have really been showing up and showing out. Thanks for all the tweets, all the engagement in our IG stories. Like, you know, sometimes it can feel like you're talking into a void. And, you know, it's nice to know that somebody's out there and somebody lives. Is anybody listening? Mm. Let me to my prayer. Yeah. <laughs> mm, music is out, doll. So, um, I went to stretch class this morning. And I love going to a black uh, fitness studio because the black just be leaping out. While we in stretch and um, Tony Turry, come on. <laughs> Listen, friend of the family. Hey, Uncle Darren. Like... Why are we doing pigeon stretches and happy baby to when I'm with you, okay? When I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what he doing. I was up Duke the other day and he wasn't, so. (laughs) I'm crying. And then, you know what else came on the playlist today that I haven't heard in a very long time? NDRE, Ready for Love. That song is insane. (laughs) It is. I mean, but she's a Libra, so it makes sense. It is like the... it has to be the prettiest song ever made. Yeah, one of the best. And, like, I've never heard a bad cover of it. The girls sing on that song. That song is everything. And I got emotional. I'm doing my little hip openers, and I was like, oh, my God. Like Not aligning the chakras to India. Chow in said, tell me what is enough to prove I am ready. Like, And at the end when she said, I am ready. She's like, I've had enough. Like, I'm ready, Pooh. Like, what is going on? <laughs> She was trying to get to the root ball of it. She wanted to know the answers. Mm, I do too. Let's find out as a family. As a family. Shout out to NDRE, the doll. What's up with um you, Muse? Well, I was just going to say, like you said, thanks for coming back. It's episode 96, children. Oh my God, we're almost at 100. <laughs> the countdown has begun. What is up with me the most? Lying about not going out. Yo, no. you said he wasn't going out and everybody was in the comments on Twitter like, use a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the people don't have no faith in me and it's sad. Everybody was eating you up on Twitter. I was crying. And it's like, some of y'all actually don't know me, but just see me out. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> hey, I guess. A lot of stuff has been going on. Like, my child, work stuff. So my company got bought out. I had an interview for a new position with them. Got it. Got more money. Congratulations to me. I know that's right. Cheers up to the doll. Insert some type of party sound. <laughs> <laughs> Insert some type of party sounds is insane, but I will find some and sprinkle it in right here.
two, I'm not doing nothing until that starts because bye. <laughs> and then, when since the last time we recorded? I, I, like you said, I've been outside more than I should. More than a lover. More mm-hmm. than that for you. Carisha said, I ain't never coming home, nigga. Oh. That's me. Somebody was like, I don't understand why people don't love outside. I always want to be outside. I want to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I don't Everybody understand. Shut up. Everybody has to shut up. I went out to celebrate the promotion and the title switch and the more money, all of that with um, my homeboy Jerome, my homegirl Lori yesterday. Why have a Sunday fun day on a Monday? Bye. <laughs> Bye me. Bye me. Bye me. Bye me. Hold me. Hold me. <laughs> it's sad that we're the only two people who like that song. Rihanna, stay out of Giorgio Baldi's, please. What is in the Sketty? Nothing. I that is the hashtag. What is in the Sketty? I said this on Twitter, but I really want to know what her personalized menu is and her exact order because the food is bland. Bland Devereaux. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man, Dev. Like Thursday, she had a plate of spaghetti in the car talking about drive-through. We know you was at the Baldies. And then <laughs> yesterday, her and ASAP Rocky got the baby outside down right. to the Georgia Baldies again. Eat somewhere else, doll. <laughs> I need to know what is in it. Next time I'm in LA, I'm making it my business. And she better walk in. <laughs> we was looking for her when we went, too. We only went for the sighting. Didn't see it. Um... I guess she wasn't hungry that day. It gave don't cook because that's the only place that she eats. <laughs> like if you got steak in the company just say that I would like some it gotta be something because what listen having fun and abundance she be out there it's alright I'd rather go somewhere else but it's alright so are we hopping into Muse with the News yes We talk about Beyonce all the time, but, like, let's just start with her. Beyonce has now been presenting us with nothing for so long that even though this is bad, I think it was good for her. Adidas and Beyonce have severed their ties. Adidas basically said, drop. Um, The Wall Street Journal kind of reported. Even though Beyonce said she's the one that said, drop. I don't know what I believe. it's, It's like some... Some is unclear. Them continents don't meet because the Wall Street Journal recently reported that sales of Ivy Park were down by more than 50%. So that number is actually 40 million last year in 2022. But they projected to do 250 million in sales that year. So like, mm, that's really bad. Her contract was earning her like $20 million in annual compensation. That was supposed to expire at the end of this year anyway. But she had her last collection with them February the one that had, like, Ice Spice and Offset in the minute. Mm-hmm. That was the worst collection. I don't own any Ivy Park. I am a supporter of Beyonce in all of the ways except for the clothing. But a lot of people have done their due diligence research, TED Talks about her, like, association with athleisure, and it just didn't ever really make sense to me. So 
the Beyonce drop from Adidas was followed by the uh, Beyonce announcement with Olivia Roosting about her collection with Balmain, which makes so much more sense. Beyonce is probably the most unattainable of our stars. She is not relatable in a way that, like, she can't make clothes that are relatable. We don't see Beyonce working out. We don't see Beyonce down to the gym, down to the park, down to the anything with physical fitness. Like, her tours be her exercise. So we get dollars fit, but jumping on the bandwagon of cute sweatpants is weird, right? I think that this luxury couture collection with Balmain makes more sense because nobody going to buy them clothes. Like, it's just, like, for the art of it, right? She is this grand star. She needs to have a grand collection that goes with it and not Adidas stripes. So the Beyonce breakup with Adidas is right after they terminated their partnership with Kanye West last October you know, he said all of those anti-Semitic comments, and then they was like, yeah, you got to go. Like, this is mm-hmm. bad for business. So the company announced that they were fine with taking an operating loss of $736 million, and they were just going to write off the Yeezy line clothing and sneakers. So I don't know what those figures look like on the Beyonce part, because a lot of people were fans of Ivy Park, but it just wasn't enough. And even putting them two against each other, Kanye West is looked at as a fashion god and has literally single-handedly changed the way that a lot of people dress. Mm-hmm. To fashion, to designers, to... Mm-hmm. So when you think about Kanye, you do think about fashion. So the branding matches. Yeah, like, he's a tastemaker in that world. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is not looked at as fashion children, and most people read her for that. So her even tying herself to a line of anything is already going to get some side eyes, but make that shit some untouchable shit that is just like for the art of it, it's going to go down the runway and that's it. Couture is very one of a kind. Like the girls can't afford it anyway. This just made more sense. And she looked bomb on the cover of Vogue and all of that. Oh. What you was about to say? She didn't look bomb to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not her not looking bomb. It's the clothes are not chic. The Balmain collection, you don't like it? At all. I only like maybe two pieces. And first of all, the collection is Schiaparelli down. It is definitely the scap of the rally, for sure. It's like, so when Beyonce popped up in those pictures that we didn't like from the Grammys. <laughs> that pink velvet. That, that pink, what is that, velvet? Yeah, that. Ah. When she popped up in that. I immediately thought because of all of the gold adornments and the sculptural headpiece that it was Scaparelli. Come to find out it was Balmain, and then that exact look is one of the looks in the collection. I was like, I guess this makes sense, but that is not cute. Be once. Be once. No, that that pink outfit is awful. I never want to see a velvet thigh-high wedge. <laughs> Sorry. Velvet thigh-high pito pink wedge All ever in my life yeah and to me it just feels again it just goes back to beyonce i don't i don't know what she's trying to prove with fashion like she just keeps trying to do the fashion thing and i don't know why she won't let that go and like do something that's more brand aligned because she she's not known for a dresser 
And then it's like you partner with Balmain, like, and it's no shade, but Balmain was that girl 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. That's not, if you want to stunt on people, you don't stunt on nobody with Balmain. I'm sorry. What, uh, MC Deborah said, you not fab like that. You just not fab like that. And it's no shade to Lips McGee. Love how we support <laughs> <that> business. <laughs> but in terms of impact, stunting on the girls, making it a statement about the fact that you are the girl, you can't do that with Balmain. She should have called the the Chaparelli dolls. She could have called um, a Tega doll. I mean, it's just like... We, a Tega, shut up. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that there are brands who are more relevant right now. I think that when I see Beyonce, I see the pushback between her and whoever her styling team is at the time. Because friends of the show, Zarina Akers, had a long run with Beyonce, and there were pieces and moments and things that I really appreciated about mm-hmm. her work with her in that time. I even slid in her DMs like, now you making Beyonce look like a DC ghetto girl, and I like it. Her off-carpet, like her day-to-day looks were bombed during Zarina's exactly. era. Exactly. There's even been rumors that not even just from a Zarina standpoint, but just in general, Beyonce is such a hands-on client that if her team has work to do with other people, she kind of will just let them go do that work because she needs somebody that's going to be at her beck and at her call. Great segue, actually, because Zarina ended up working with Megan after this, and Megan took that break and is back now. Doll is everywhere. Why are you announcing Shania Twain Awards at the CMTs? They don't include black people. Like, like that is a clan rally. I don't remember. This year at the CMTs was the most I've ever seen black people there. Beyonce has performed there before. She did a little doodop with the Dixie Chicks. Love that. But other than guest performances, I've never seen audience participation or red carpet walkers of color as much as I did this year. Um, I think that it's a cute look for Megan to just be all over our screens again. I'm really hoping that the music matches because... She does have a new song in the works or coming out soon. I want to say by the time this episode comes out, the song will be out. It's her featuring Doja Cat and it samples Foxy Brown and Khaleesi's I Taste Just Like Candy. Ah, ah, ah. So dance with me. Da-da, da-da. Hopefully it's good, doll. Don't let Doja outshine you because you know how we feel about the cat. (laughs) I think that it's time for Megan to step into her taste era. And I'm just interested to see what happens. She looked bomb at these festivals and these concerts that she's been performing. At. I love that um, that one piece, that Mugler, that one piece leather look. It looked like it. It had the stripper cutouts. You uh, know, the strippers it, wear the jumpsuit with the cutout that's yeah. high and butt out. It looked like a mix between a stripper and like a WWE diva, like a wrestler joint. But like not in a chic way, not how that boy that um that turned his back on her used to dress her. I'm screaming, but yes, not that, because that was annoying. It's high hopes for the doll. I'm going to just say that. It's a lot going on with her. She's in talks to star in a new Netflix film with Adam Sandler. She's headlining Essence Festival with Lauren Hill this year. Oh, interesting. Exactly. And then, da da da. Tory Lanez filed a motion for another trial with the doll. You lost already. You try to hold that shit ain't work. <laughs> Like, enough is a fuck enough. We talked about this on the episode that Andre was on, but I'm I'm glad she took time away. It kind of was shorter than I expected it to be, but she did noticeably disappear for a little while. And, and it's noticeably skinnier. 
and is noticeably skinnier. I don't want to say what I think, but I'm going to say what I think. The dolls are all Ozempic, and it's fine. <laughs> They're passing them out at Hollywood. Allegedly. Mm. Oh. The, yeah, sure. For legality reasons, we have to say that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I hope that the side effects don't wear the dolls out when they get older. But they got advertisement for it in New York train stations now. So, like, it's more legal than I thought. I thought that the girls were stealing from the diabetic clinics, but apparently not. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about her headline of essence. That's going to be a moment. We talked about this in the chat with Ev, friend to the show. Shout out to Evan. Tony, Tony, Tony and this tour, sign me up. I'm going. Like, I was at brunch the other day, and I don't know who had the aux cord, but I needed to give them a hug and a handhold because they kept playing the hits, and three of said hits were Tony, Tony, Tony. I was like, what's going on? They look bomb on the promo picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that sequin little flare pant moment. What was going on? I'm a whole family fine. I just want to address that across the board. We love family of fines over here. And y'all all 50 plus looking better than everybody. Dress better, look better, sing better. What is going on? What is it? Oh. Oh, what? <laughs> Another fine family. <laughs> Diddy and his kids about to have a reality show on Hulu. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> They've already been spotted filming around L.A. The tentative title right now is Diddy Plus 7. I'm not sure about that. I think we should workshop some more names. We can massage that a bit. Is that new baby going to be on there? Better be. Is Carisha and, and that baby mother going to be on all the baby mothers going to be on there? Because you know, um, what's it called? The Chance mother has now bumped up to the number one girl. Listen, I want to know more about the harem. So let's talk. Oh. They need to be showcased. Well, and guess who won't be on there? Misa Mies. <laughs> oh, yeah. She don't have time. Because she don't want none of the messy mess. That's. <laughs> I'm just watching for Justin. I think everybody knows that at this point. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. Ain't no shame in my game. I will be tuned in. What's going on, Dior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talk about concerts at length every episode, and before we even dive into our own, all of a sudden I'm going to see Drake because I'm a stand. Duh. <laughs> but. Much like what happened with Taylor Swift and much like what Beyonce tried to avoid, litigation has been taken. Drake ticket calls have sparked a class action suit across Ticketmaster and its affiliates. There was a complaint obtained by the Toronto Star. Some man in Montreal purchased two like official platinum seats for the Drake show at the Bell Center on July 14th, and they were supposed to be close to $800, like $789. That next day, a second show was added. And the same seats were listed for $350 less. Wow. The fans are in an uproar. So the suit alleges that Ticketmaster already knew Drake was going to add that show. And they was just trying to squeeze money out the girls by having those inflated prices for one day and then breaking them down for the next. That's squeezing money out the girls. The lawsuit is seeking compensatory damages in the aggregate amount of the difference between the prices charged for them official platinum tickets and what their regular price ought to have been, plus $300 per customer in punitive damages. It's given prison time. It sounds like Rikers, Alcatraz. 
And this is not the first time. Like I said, something very similar happened with Taylor Swift. And the only reason that we all had so much trouble with the Beyonce rollout was because she put everything in place. Well, I can't even say her. But her team and Ticketmaster put it in place so that it was a more strategic way of landing tickets. And people still had complaints about that, too. But nobody is going to court. This is different. Tamar said it's totally different. Oh, Tamar was also here. So the SWV scandal, a lot of Escape and all of the dolls, Tamar is on the tour docket with them. And they had a show at Capital One Arena, and Mama was in her feelings. Shout out to Tinashe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Drake. Wow, it's a lot of In My Feelings songs. They put Tracy up on the backdrop. Mama lost it. You know how Tamar can sing literally anything and you never heard her sound bad? Uh-huh. The audio was a fool, and it was just because she was so rife with emotion from, I guess, singing Love and War, and then that picture being up there, and then just... Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, Tracy's birthday is a few days ago. Mm-hmm. All of that wrapped up into one, had Mama down to the um, the altar in front of everybody at the Capital One Arena, and people were putting the audio on Twitter saying that she sound bad and all of this, and then I was like, let me do some digging and get some context, because my bitch Tamar sing better than everybody. <laughs> and it was because of the emotion. It wasn't like she sounded bad. She just couldn't sing through the crying. But so. she also start with people and mess with people all the time. So I'm not saying it's okay. People were making fun of her, but also she starts so much mess. Yeah. She's a mess starter. And yeah. she recently did it. Yeah. We talked about it a bit on a couple episodes back with the candy drama. Speak on it. But... <laughs> You know I'm not watching that show, so I don't have much to say. I just be watching Dineva recaps because he be right. <laughs> that was all as far as our concerts. But we both went to Ari and you brought Ari up, but we didn't talk too much about it because I hadn't seen her yet. Seen the doll, she went off. Oh my God. Yes, that's what we didn't talk about was Ari. Ari? Okay, so I saw my first time seeing Ari perform was when Fu dropped, and yep. it wasn't even a concert. It was like, so New York used to have this thing, but they still may, might have it called the Winter Jazz Fest. And so sometimes different, like, you know, it's like all these different venues are just having these, like, jazz performances or whatever. But for some reason, Ari was a part of one, and um, the way I got invited was some slick shit. It always be messed with couples trying to, Whatever. Anyway, thanks for my free ticket, though. But, you know, I've been on Ari because I used to be down on her YouTube. Um, So I was really excited. And so to see her go from this random event that wasn't even a concert when literally nobody knew who she was except for me being a stand. And I was there with this, like, 50-year-old I was talking to at the time. Mm. And who else? And then seeing her properly for Shea Butter Baby and now seeing her for ASL, like, She's really grown as an artist in terms of her confidence. And mm-hmm. I think that was the most exciting to see. Because she already sing good. She always sing bomb, whatever. But I think the confidence that Ari has now is something that I haven't seen before. It's, it's really given the same trajectory with Jasmine. I love that for her. And I think it's time for her to step all the way into it. I have a similar kind of follow-up with her. I saw her randomly at U Street Music Hall. She did songs from the Fud EP. 
love the fuck EP. Like, if you have not checked that out and you only tapped into Ari Lennox as Shea Butter Baby, please go back and do some historic groundings because <laughs> the song's song. But looking at her then in, like, a combat boot, a cargo, army fatigue short, and a band tee with, like, her hair in, like, a puff versus her being Donna Summer on stage now <laughs> in sparkly gloves and coming out in white chinchilla furs with, like, curtains opening and unflaring in front of her, like, go the fuck off. She's everything. It was a party the entire time. I don't know how I scored front row tickets to a general admission event, but I was at the gate in front of her, and she was singing directly to me. You'll see it on the reel. <sighs> Love that for me. She sounds so good. Her backup singers are bomb. The band was bomb. She has, like, one of those Beyonce all-women bands. Love that. You know, we're a feminist podcast. I oh, know. I didn't know we were, but she... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just what you're supposed to say, right? Oh, okay. We're trying to be 2013 about it. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> I don't know. Ari put on a bomb-ass show. And, like, Drake just popped up for me. But I wasn't going to no more big concerts until Beyonce. So Ari was, like, my break. And I thought I was just, like, going out with a bang. Like, you went the fuck off. Do it again. I'm really happy for her, and I like that she's carrying singers with her across this tour. Like, Jalen Josie. Baby. What is going on? Oh, a singer, a body, first of all. A body. The rope. Like a fun time. Like, she was just so fun. She was fun, sweet girl, seemed like had a lot of energy on stage. I've heard her music in... Shows, you know how like all of the black shows try to uplift the artists and have their little playlists. She's been down to the Spotify because of that. But her performance made me get into her a little bit more. And her music is actually really cute. I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. She said that this was her first tour. She kept talking about Atlanta, like Atlanta is super far away from DC, Merla and Virginia. But I don't know, maybe because we went to school in Atlanta, I just don't feel like it's that far. But she was like, I'm a long way from home. Thank y'all for being so sweet to me. I was like, oh. She sings down. It's like definitely some classical training. Yeah, I feel like she, you know, a lot of times you see an opening egg and it's just like, oh, that was nice. But I feel like she's one of those rare opening eggs that people see and actually went home and were like, wait. Yeah, because she sings better than everybody. And like everybody went home and gave that EP a ring ring. Oh, absolutely. It's songs on there. Check her out when you get a chance, dolls. Then PG County's finest, Alex D. Vaughn. Why did Mama come out there singing a slowed-down version of Foolish by Ashanti? I almost threw my shoe at her. Yeah, she ate that. And then, because she was here, she gave us a go-go moment. Nothing feels good if I'm not with you. Sick of these dress and these Jimmy Choo's. Hey. Listen, with nothing but your T-shirt on, bitch. <laughs> I just live for Alex Vaughn. Like, the, I talked about the homegirl pack that she got out with Money Long, Ari Lennox, and Summer Walker. All of those songs and remixes hit. She just is a promising star, and I really like her. I like that she's from here. I like that we have, like, mutual friends. Like, I like I like having, like, a semi-homegirl or a person that you know in passing being famous as fuck now. Like, she's about to be out of here. Love Renaissance is not playing with her. LBRN <laughs> for the people who don't know acronyms. Um, and I also love that she was, like, playing the keyboard, too. I didn't know that she also was, like, a musician. So I mm-hmm. love that, too. So her high school, she went to Suitland. I want to say she went to Suitland. I hope I'm not wrong about that. But they have a very, like, prominent arts program. So much so that they used to, like, 
try to compete with Duke Ellington, even though Duke Ellington is a performing arts school. It's not a performing arts program within a regular school. So we're automatically better. But that's just me being me. Her coming out of that and being able to do what she has done is still something that everybody in the area should be very proud of. And I, at this point, can't go anywhere without people talking about how happy they are for her, and I like that. I was at the bar yesterday, and my bartender was like, you know who I really, really like, and I'm happy for her? Alex Vaughn. And I was like, I love that she keeps coming up wherever I go. Shout out to Ari for bringing the girls that can sing. I'm not mad. In her background, the one that looked like Angie from um, Concrete Loop went off. (laughs) That is Angel Laws down. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Angel. She does look like her and sings better than everybody. Voice was in the concrete. How did you go that low? (laughs) It's weird because all of her background singers get a very special moment in the show. But the only one that has been going viral on the Internet was the the girl who already was viral on the internet for singing with her sisters. And she does Chloe's part on Leak It. Leak? Leak? Oh, oh, no, wait. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. She sings down. They all sing down. And she had the, the male backup singer do Lucky Day's part in Boy Bye. Sounded better than Lucky to me, sorry. And I love Lucky Day, but he ate him up. Oh. I'm not mad. A great tour. If she's in a city near you, grab a ticket. She not breaking Ticketmaster, but the shows do be sold out. Do be sold out, and that's what matters. It was a great show. It was her birthday. It was cute. I'm, I'm happy for her. Real coming soon. She loved it. I had something else to say, but I forgot what it was. Because it was one point where you said something like, Beyonce is giving us nothing. To further the Beyonce giving the hive nothing, Title puts out on their IG stories, big announcement coming tomorrow. Ah, ah, ah. Everybody's like, we finally getting visuals because y'all know Beyonce letter number four. Today we're recording is, well, when they said it'll be coming out was April 4th. Child. And it was not visuals. <laughs> Listen, the gays of TikTok have been theorizing for a while that the number four was going to follow us into some visuals. The fourth has come and gone, and the visuals are not here. That is crazy. Yeah. I am going to the show, so I don't really have too many complaints, but I would like to see some videos before the show. The tour starts next month. What would eat it? Would be if she releases the visuals the day the tour starts. <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen, honestly. And just like gag the globe. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, prayers to the hive. <sighs> Ain't you in the hive too? I'm one foot in, one foot out, child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep using prayer, everybody. <laughs> At all times, please. Oh, yeah. That was Muse with the News. I think we can take a break. Boom.
There is a song. Did you like Amaka new song? Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. My only thing is when I see it live, if I feel like I can do a better performance of it than her, I'm gonna continue to talk my shit. <laughs> yes, let me tell you something. Amaka's cruising song of the summer if she do it right. If she do it right, it's song of the summer. It's at least song of the spring. It's at least song of the fucking spring. And you know the funnest part about it? It was moments where it sounded like she stacked her sister vocal, but it's really her doing it's the sister. Really it's really her cosplaying as that sister. She said, you don't want to be in the group. You don't want to be in the group. That's fine. You're out. You're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> marriage does not pay the bills. Ooh, marriage does not bring home the bacon. <laughs> marriage is going to have you in that corner singing your shoulda, coulda, woulda. Okay. <laughs> While she down to the Catronada singing her, I don't know, but <laughs> that's what she's doing. Singing the hits, okay? Because that is a song. It's got like signature elements of Katrinata's production in it, even though it sounds like a completely new song. She sounds bomb. She look good as fuck in all of the visual that has gone out so far. Like just the pictures, I'm interested in more. But I have a long history of knowing what she give on stage, and I will be pissed if I can do better. Yeah, if she get up there and act like Snow Electra's, I'm going to be happy to <laughs> Not you mix Snow Allegra and, uh, and Carmen Electra together. Two different Carmen girls. is my girl, my doll forever. Ooh. And I also like what she's saying. You know, a lot of girls don't be saying nothing. Don't. Mama said, I've been cruising. Get on in of you with the shits, okay? She said, embrace the fantasy doll. Oh, baby. <laughs> Something I thrive on doing. Listen, embrace the fantasy, okay? Sure, I wish more would. Cruising on, keep keep <laughs> for a bruising bitch. Listen, she said, "I need action." If you understand, if you don't, you can exit here, sweetie. Right now, Thanks. look. If you're on my label, my family, get out. <laughs> All right, please. <laughs> Oh my God! Everything Who's is funny. Said, don't be the one clogging up the atmosphere, okay? Doll, cause y'all do that sometimes. <laughs> Just taking all the air out the room. Listen. Boom boom. Who wanna come through the room? Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right, Pop. Is- don't get on our nerves. <laughs> This um this is now playing. If you guys didn't know, <laughs> I got a couple new um now playings. Well, who you got before I start going off more? I still haven't gone off like I should to Music Soul Child. That album has me by the hair follicles. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Cause like can't stop listening to it. Can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller Records. Cause we get down, baby. We get down. The girls. The girls. They love us. Who else have I been listening to? Let me open up Spotify. <laughs> yes, yeah, Spotify got me together. Actually, um, I've been working from home because you know, sick and shut in, and I finally was listening to you know they have like the these new songs or R and B Weekly or whatever. Mm-hmm. First of all, sweetness. Death and Conrad Switch is about hit music. Stairmaster is a sick of me. 
not sick of. <laughs> um, also, what's this song? Secrets by that girl Amaria. I don't know her too well, but I, I've seen her name around. Um, and yeah, she got this new song called Secrets that is everything. I haven't heard that. Let me add it and swirl it around. <laughs> it's a lot of like one-offs that have come out that I've been listening to because Switch is one of them. Smoke is one. Victoria Monet and Lucky Day. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that on another episode. And then... I haven't listened to the full thing, but everything I heard from Blacks since I have a lover, everything. Mm. Everything. Love Six Lack. Is this new guy out that's got a song with Joyce Rice that I love? What is that nigga name? Joyce (laughs) Rice, yeah. Sidekick by Jordan Ward and Joyce Rice, a hit. Jordan Ward, that's the way they went to clock with us or went to. College with us, ain't it? Never mind. I was about to say, because I would have believed you. The AUC is ever-present. We be in everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> okay, I'm going I'm, to I'm tap in. I'm going to tap in. He looks a little bit like that new guy, Q, who I also really like. Um, this is the length of the dreads, I think. Also, Nao is featured on a new song. It's a little um, afro beady, little slow vibe called Chocolati. Also on the Stairmaster. Heard that it slid on. Uh, <laughs> come on, it slid on, it slid off. Sister had this baby and popped out a beautiful song. Janae Aiko's Calm and Patient is a hit. She oh. sounds amazing. I dare somebody to say she can't sing with this song. Oh. It's music out. Wow. Calm and Patient is a song. It's so pretty. It's got a good message, but it's not annoying. It's not giving self-esteem music. It, it's one of those songs where, like, you don't know whether she's talking about God or her nigga. I love those. <laughs> It's a really good song. Happy that happy that she's back too, because Doll was down for a while. And by down, I just mean like away. Chilling. Yeah, people deserve to chill. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Yeah. And I'm still been on Mac. It's crazy because I still haven't gotten through the full album I, because I keep running certain songs back. Like mm-hmm. I can't even get through. I'm just excited for this tour. Tour me, please. I'm so mad I'm gonna miss it. Ugh. I thought you had tickets. Oh, you're gonna be in LA. I have tickets, but I can't go because I'm not gonna be in the city. <laughs> you going to LA, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Y'all know I'm eating by. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to just buy yourself. Also, I'm starving, so I get it. <laughs> I'm having some dairy free um ice cream. Oh, class, sophistication. Black people be lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And it's made with coconut cream, so it's delicious. Oh, that sounds great. I need a meal, not a snack. Mm. Yeah, I need a meal, too, but it just required cooking, and I said, don't need that. <laughs> don't you hate that? Like, when you got food, but you got to cook everything? <sighs> Single Mama mother working two jobs, okay? Listen, like that cat that was laid out on Instagram? <laughs> Me and Stephanie don't do nothing but share animal content. We really think that we Crocodile Dundee. Animals are funny. Funnier than, like, y'all videos. Not y'all like the <laughs> listeners, but y'all as in the American public. Yeah, African America is late sometimes. But animals are not. Hmm. Dangerous. What? So dangerous. Mm. Mm. They used to be the cut. People sleep on that. Hey, Mike, what's going on? <laughs> Not you, Jack. Mike, Jack. I knew, I knew who you meant. I know. Oh. Ooh, ooh. 
I love Dangerous. I forgot how much I loved the dance song. I don't think it's a bad song entitled Dangerous. J Hug got one that I love. Well, no. Ooh. Let me talk. Let me tell you about J Hug before we talk about what this show is supposed to be about. Uh oh. So whatever. You know, I was at the doctor last week, and a whole situation got situated. So I had to want to be sitting there for hours in the waiting room, but they had to change my appointment. So I'm stuck in there with the TV, with the aunt TV. So it's daytime. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson show come on. Loud. And Tamar the guest. Album. And they sang Love and War. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. What you got to say? I swear to God, my eardrums caved in. <laughs> Loud ladies. Like, why are they so loud? And then, like, they voices don't ain't really like blend the best, and they both screaming. I was like, I gotta get out of here because I'm about to do a um a emotional distress lawsuit. <laughs> Already got the bob. Oh, litigation bob. Let me put some extra tracks in it so to fluff it up a little more because. Y'all are not about to be playing this so loud in my ear. I could not hear. For at least the next one to two business hours. Oh, my God. Business hours is actually insane. I like J-Hud's show, but it's really just a platform for volume. She <laughs> just is on there to be loud. Like, that's the purpose of the show. Her One of her first guests was Patti LaBelle, and they was literally just, like, yelling for 30 minutes straight of an interview. It's like, girl, shut up. Yeah. Actually, we need to shut up. We're supposed to be talking about Chloe. We've been saying we're not going to talk about Chloe no more. And this is officially, we are making her the anchor. She is the focal point of this episode. And we will never, ever talk about her again. We promise. I'm a bad bitch and I'm that nigga. (laughs) I don't think you heard me. Oh, you sound just like Rand right there. <laughs> Come on the cast, Rand. Dang. I, Chloe has been ailing us for about 10 episodes now. <laughs> and as much as I want to love my doll, I am starting to concretely see all of the misses in her career. Mm. The project is out, and albeit vocally astute, and tasteful, I think is going to confuse her fan base even more. Oh. So. <laughs> Where do we even start? <laughs> no, nah, for Let's real. Let's start positively. So there's a chunk of the album that I, I think would have been a perfect introductory EP for her. Oh, okay. What are they? So I can see if we, got, if we had the same suite. So the section, I think that mine might actually be longer than most because mm-hmm. I had time today. But if Ooh, you... Um, BJ the Chicago kid? <laughs> hit music. If you truncate from worried to lose you, perfect EP. So worried, falling for you, how does it feel featuring Chris Brown, feel me cry, make it look easy and lose you, epic to me. Don't go past that. Don't pass go. Do not collect $200, clo clo. But then her persona, her actual output of music, and then the give that comes in between, 
and performances and interviews, it's like five different girls. Okay, wait. Let, before we lay into her, let's let's talk about the songs we like. Okay, so my my suite is um, how does it feel? Feel me cry, make it look easy, lose you is my suite that I think is like perfect. But I, I also like I don't mind the little um, Africana song because you know mm-hmm. all little Afrobeat songs be fine, they be cute. Heart on my sleeve, I love, but I'm so sick that she made it an interlude and not a full song because she sounds so bomb. And I love In Pieces, the closing track. She did the Rihanna method and said, I'm going to cry you out. And I love that. Cry us out, girlies. Cry us out, darling. Because most of y'all music don't give us no emotions. But I like to get cried out at the end. Something that I said about In Pieces in specific when I was talking about it in um, like sidebar conversations from the group chat was... That would have been the perfect song for us to later on in life find out that Chloe wrote for somebody else. Mm. I would have loved to be like, oh my gosh, she sounds so good on this song for literally any artist. Miley Cyrus, to pick one. And then to come to find out that Chloe wrote that, that would be everything to me. Okay, so you saying she need to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> Not yesterday, today. Okay, <laughs> so for the song, back to the songs we like. I'm trying to keep music on task of, of the like first. <laughs> this podcast is called The Sice, everybody. So we have there, to there is like, positivity and objective critique. I love Chloe. I just, I get the confusion. No, I get it. Um, but I don't want people to think we beat her up in passion. So, um, first of all, she sounds amazing. That's and a critique that we have had is that she really don't be singing. Like all of the little Lucys were like Migos. Migos Cadence, Pop Girl, whatever, when she can mm. really, really sing. So yeah. I'm glad that um, it gave Sing for once. I also think it's good that they were able to tailor how she sings to songs and make it sound good. Because people can argue that Chloe and Halle's style of singing is too specific. And I don't see that in this project. At all, because you know I say it like sometimes she be sounding like Mary, um, uh, Lansing Price and Marian Anderson, like the operatic thing I don't mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she was able to really temper that on this project, um, but also have songs that work with that kind of voice because yeah. when you're making songs that are like and your and your runs are like. Oh, let me shake my, my throat a little bit. Oh, it's like, it don't go. But I feel like these songs match her voice way better. Yeah. I, I think that that entire thing that she does stems from Beyonce's, like, I'm going to cry out to the high heavens in the background of my songs and features on other people, like Beyonce on Pink and White or Beyonce and Drunk in Love, where she's literally doing some technical train shit in the background that niggas can't do. But it don't go with every song, and Beyonce does it very, very well. Yeah. Chloe. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, take notes. Um, and I do feel like a, a, a good chunk of the album... In some ways, she is still mimicking the Beyonce sound, and I really am ready for her to kind of, like, step outside of the tutelage of, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. 
Um, but overall, I think she sounded really great on the album. There was definitely some Brandy moments, and I was like, wait a minute, are you yeah. a star? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, wait, what song was it? I texted her. I said, wait a minute. Are you a star? Is a question. The Rihanna jumped out, and I had questions. Does he know? Oh, please. Treat like a treaty. Oh, on, um, I make it make it look easy. A hit, one of the best songs on the project. Yeah, she ate that, and also too, it felt. We'll talk about this later, but I'll just leave it as it is. It the song felt authentic to her, and I think that's why I hit like that. Hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out to the Dream for his work in Christ on <laughs> "Lose You," because of that "Lose You" and "Worried" should have been singles. I didn't like Worry for what she's saying, but mm. I love Worry for how it sounds. Like, the last, yeah. like, 45 seconds is a masterclass. Yeah, it really gives a specific time in production, and I think that that would have boded well with her core fan base. Mm. Because everybody is nostalgic for the early 2000s, and a lot of the production on the songs that I like is quintessential early 2000s beats. Mm. Like, there's a song that sounds like Usher's Do It To Me or uh, That's What It's Made For, production-wise. And I was just like, is this Nova Wave? Because they're going, like, listen. <clears throat> it's stuff swirling around in her chair. What are, you, what are you listening to in your mind right Do now? Do It To Me? Oh, a hit. Body, baby, body, baby, do it to me. I want to feel you, not my... Let it, let it, set it off like you ain't never had it. I should say, oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Go off, Muse. You're having a ball. <laughs> if it's a ball, I'm going to have it. Um, so when do we talk about how she is not the girl she thinks that she is? is okay, now it? let's get to it. <laughs> so as much as I'm staying on task, I have some notes. And When, when don't we? <laughs> When I listen to an album for the first time, I listen to it without thinking about who the artist is. I'm purely listening to the lyrics. I'm listening to the production. I'm listening to the transitions. I'm literally just being super technical and I'm asking myself, is this a good song? Okay. And even for the songs that I think are good, once I put Chloe, after I listened to, and I pulled out the songs that I really liked, then I went back and listened to the songs that I really liked to really deep dive and sit with and, you know, put on repeat for a while. And I put Chloe back into the songs. I'm like, I don't know who Chloe is. Because who she is on like her lives and stuff with the sister is very like homeschool virginal um not really engaged in the outside world <laughs> energy mm-hmm. right when Hallie be on there talking about whatever and cursing and doing all that Chloe is like giggling like oh my goodness Hallie oh my god you know <laughs> doing that whole like innocent shtick right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then she's then the Lucy's were all like bad bitch whatever and then the first single for the album is Fuck Nigga, Fuck Nigga. I'm sick of these fuck niggas. <laughs> and then 
the album itself doesn't sound anything like the Lucy. So I'm like, who is she? I don't know who she is. And even with the songs I like, I like them because I like the song, but I don't know if they necessarily work for her outside of like an in pieces, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, like Alusha don't sound like her to me. When I was into that, I said, oh, this is a Justine. The Justine has jumped out. It does sound like a Justine Sky song, but I like it. Because that is inherently Justine Sky's sound. Through it's literally eight ounces. It's, exactly. it's like eight ounces. But I think that that's what makes me like it. Because Justine is not working with the dream anymore, so someone needs to carry on. So somebody has to, right? But I don't know if, if I want it to be ha- uh, uh, Chloe. But the thing is, again, I do not know who... She is like so, I. I don't. I don't know. And I. And, uh, and it's annoying. I don't because the thing is like, I, if I don't know who you are, I can only. I can't really believe it. I don't like. We never heard her talk about having boy prop. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we don't know anything about her. Yeah. And it's like she's doing the Beyonce thing of like being elusive. But we knew, but Beyonce gave us a personality or gave us what she what she wanted us to think was her personality for like 15, 20 years before she stopped talking to us. Yep. So we have an idea of who we think Beyonce is. So when the songs come out, we're like, oh, of course she's saying it because she loves her husband more than anybody loves their husband. Duh. <laughs> but with Chloe, I'm like, we don't know nothing. We ain't never seen you with nobody. You crying about these men doing you dirty and cheating. We ain't never seen you with nobody. That's not a PR thing. We don't know nothing about you. Yeah. And today you kind of need the buy-in from artists so that you can know them. It's not the time frame or the scape of celebrity where we don't know stuff. So it's weird for you to come in and try to keep that like alive when nobody does that except for Beyonce right now. Rihanna kind of made it cool to know everything about a person or know at least more than we were used to when she came out. Mm-hmm. Everyone has followed that after her. So it's like, well, Chloe, what you hiding? But I said, similarly to what you said about not, not knowing who she is, I don't think that she knows who she is. Mm. And I'm not interested in going on a journey of self-discovery with an artist. I need you to go through what you're going to go through, overcome it, and then come out and tell us the story. I don't want to be trying to figure out who you are while you try to figure out who you are literally while the song is playing. That doesn't I feel like we did that with Summer with Over It. But it was still like there's a commitment to that persona or that time frame that Summer is astute at or like proficient at that I don't think that Chloe is. Like you can say she's one girl in performances, one girl in interviews, one girl in actual album cuts, but I feel like the fact that we don't know which one is the real one mm. is, because, is because she doesn't commit to any of them. Mm. And I think that commitment to an era is more important than a lot of the other stuff that the girls be focusing on. Because say that Chloe wanted to just give us hot girl baddie. I am the singing songwriting version of what all of the female rappers are doing right now. If she believed it, I would believe it. If that was the carry on and the motivic through line in everything that she did, I would believe it. I would be on board with it for better or for worse. But because you're one way in one realm and then a completely different way in another realm and the era not even over yet, I'm just like, well, what am I supposed to go off of for you as an artist? And it's weird because like you could literally be whatever girl you want to be. 
and come out and then be a completely different girl the next time you come out. Mm-hmm. But while this packaging, this era, this like segment of your career is underway, it, it would be nice for you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why people have so much commentary or like things to say about her because it's not consistent. It's not consistent, yeah. And also, too, I, to the point of era, I don't think she's really set the era in the way that she thought she yeah, set she the knew. era because yeah. Pray It Away came and went. She ain't even come back to it. She put the video out. Everybody kind of paid it. She paid it, too. And so that was kind of like, uh, because she needed to just commit and keep pushing it. Like, just how Puffy pushed that she don't want my love. Da, 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 da. That song that nobody cared about. We pushed it for a year until people start caring. Mm-hmm. She should have done that because yeah, like she didn't. She hasn't even committed to the era. Or what is the era? She hasn't established the era. What's the she era? Established the era because she should have done that with surprise and she didn't. Well, surprise won the era because it ain't even make the album. So yeah, I, I think that that was a bad decision and just adds to the confusion because. Those songs, that like four song situation, those Lucy's, we were stuck with those for a very long time. Like, I think that they mishandled her coming out as a solo artist just because they had to put something out to keep the buzz of Chloe and Hallie when Hallie was away filming Little Mermaid. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was fair to Chloe. Business wise, I think that that was a misstep. Because, mm-hmm. like, say that Hallie is gone, we have all of this material to work for or work through based on the tennis court and, like, the pandemic time frame, like, y'all put all of that work in and then on purpose because Holly had to leave. We could have gotten just Chloe as the actress or Chloe as the brand spokesperson or, like, something. She could have done anything else, but she wanted to be a hot girl and put this music out. We could have got her as a songwriter. We could have got all of these different versions of herself that didn't make her baffle us, and they didn't, they didn't do that. They literally immediately put music out and I don't I'm just like well did she even know what she wanted to come out with because right it took have mercy for it took have mercy a really long time to do well and then and and I'm still a little about it doing well you know what I'm saying because I don't I I personally have not seen impact I just know that it went platinum but it took forever to go platinum. It, that's the thing. It went platinum on the charts, but I'm a do it, did it go platinum in the streets person. The only people who I know who listen to Chloe fervently or like really like her are not the type of people who would push sales. <laughs> like I know that girls of her age group like her a lot and they think that she's can sing, they think she's talented and they be going off for her, but they are not necessarily music heads or like casual music listenership is not pushing anything in the industry. Mm-hmm. And they don't even play Chloe or didn't play Chloe on the radio before this Chris Brown song. Like, not for real, for real. Mm-mm. And it's I not getting played at parties. Like, you know, it, it never, and that's why the whole platinum thing was weird because songs gotta be inescapable. Like, tomorrow too, it was no escaping that song at all. None. It's no escaping. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Come on, baby. Don't play with it. Ain't love, love. Don't say it. No shade with it. No shade with it. I just want a rough neck nigga on the. Th- okay. <laughs> like, no. Or even like right now, there's no avoiding ICU. 
There's oh, no avoiding hours and hours. Coco Jones is out of here. Money long. You can easily here. avoid all these Chloe, all these Chloe Lucy's. Which so that's why I was confused. Like, how is this charting? How is this mm-hmm. platinum when? Well, you know, because they count streams now, and I guess that does matter. But Surprise had a brief moment on the airwaves, and that's my shit. Like, if they play Surprise anywhere, I'm going to go off, but they're not playing it nowhere. <laughs> Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play it, okay? Oh, God, not don't play it. <laughs> Chloe is interesting because if you listen to this, like you said, taking her out of the equation... It sounds like a girl who know what she doing. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like all of the songs, it's it's perfectly packaged. Mm-hmm. And it does it sounds reminiscent of Chloe and Halle's sound without sounding too much like it for it to not be right. considered solo work. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, it is so different from everything that she came out with previous to this that it begs the question: Who the fuck? Like, I don't know. It's interesting to watch, especially because you are coming out of the camp of the greatest living entertainer. Like, everybody reveres Beyonce so much. It's just like, oh, but your mentees, doll. Again, like like they said, down to the moonlight. Who are you, Sharon? Who is you, Sharon? Am I a faggot? Uh- <laughs> That's what he asked. Not when they asked when they said, who is you, Sharon? Oh. <laughs> Lovely movie. Deserve the Oscar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll never be famous, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. But, yeah, now, I think, like, me and Dre offline, and we were just saying that, like, Being yourself just goes a long way. And Mm -hmm. people will always connect with Rihanna because even when Rihanna is like, don't know heads from tails, up from down, you still feel like you know her. She Mm -hmm. feels like somebody you know. And it just gives relatable and since we're in a place now in the industry where we're so we have so much access to these artists and we can see their personalities and listen to them talk and like freely without a press person like everything has to match mm-hmm. everything has to match and you know Dre was saying that's why Lizzo and SZA work because they're both chaotic they're both trying to figure it out and they're not embarrassed to show us that they're figuring it out like the girls be acting embarrassing, and that's been from time. Like, any any female artist that started as a teenager that continued her career and continues to have a career up until she's grown has acted embarrassing in public. Like, yeah. that's, like that's not particular to Chloe, but she's the only artist I remember that did it in a way that, like, turned people off. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else was like endeared by the fact that like people were being a mess and were like trying to figure it out. So, and I, th- and I think it's because she's not really telling us like she's, she says things like, oh, I just now accepted my body, but she never really told us like why you, you felt a way about your body or, you know, like it, it's just, she's giving us an incomplete 
story, which is an incomplete. And if you want to sell a brand or sell a product, the story has to be compelling. And she hasn't told us a story, let alone a compelling one. Without you, girl, my brand is incomplete. Period. Oh, yeah. I I don't disagree. <laughs> like, as a person who works in brand strategy and all of that shit, Media Maven 101, the story, there's no motivic through line. Rihanna, again. Madonna, again. Janet, again. Came out as different bitches every album. Mm-hmm. But we knew who each girl was. I don't think there's anything wrong with showing alternate sides of yourself. But if you show us that you don't know yourself, there is going to be a hard ladder for you to climb back into the hearts and minds of the general public. I think that people like Chloe. I think that industry people like Chloe. I've seen her get kudos from so many people. And I think that there are also a lot of girls out here who identify with that, like, mess and distressness of not knowing who they are right now. Mm-hmm. But it still needs to be marketed a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include moaning on a track with Ari Lennox and then giggling at the the sound of sex or like the cursing of your sister in an interview or on a live getting dug out by Damson Idris for the world to see on Swarm and then being like oh my god like about literally talking about it right. I'm just like what is the truth right. and in a minute I feel like most people are going to be like well girl I don't care if they haven't already which, unfortunately, I think that's where people are. And it's sad because the music is not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. They're not going to give it a chance because everybody's like, I don't want to hear no album of um, of Lord Have Mercy. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is also unique to Chloe because <laughs> as much as we notate, dissect, annotate, analyze the girls on this show. I don't have this same critique or commentary on anyone else that's out right now. Mm-mm. I don't think that I've ever had this type of commentary Mm-mm. or discussion point on anyone like this. Like, it's so many girls out and they all make sense, even in their lack of fame to me. Right. But well, Chloe, but the thing is that people have their brand is set before they come out, mm-hmm. and if they reset the brand, they have a concerted strategic plan around that. Mm-hmm. Where it just feels like Chloe just flailing in the wind. Like Sierra mm-hmm. is a good coochie girl, twenty four seven, in her songs, in her videos, with them kids, with that husband. She is going to be busting it open and twerking with her tongue out, with bundles mm-hmm. and fashions. Mm-hmm. All the time. She's that girl all the time. Monica is an aunt all the time. (laughs) Mariah Carey is grand all All the the time. time. Yeah. So even when she's not really grand in real life, like she commits to that persona. She's established grandeur as her give, so much so that she's grand all the time without trying to be grand. Right. Expect it like that is what it is with her. We don't have a word association to go along with Chloe's well being, and that at this point, I feel like should have been something that is like standardized. We should know whether she do or not. 
the 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 general public and the audience hasn't even been able to deem her as anything or give her anything because she's like so blatantly lost and in search of shout out to Pharrell like <laughs> it's it's weird it's so weird because the girl sings like I keep saying that I keep liking the music I keep standing I keep wanting to be behind her but then she do something dumb and I'm just like oh this is what they be talking about oh this <laughs> hashtag hmm and sadly is going to resort to comparisons to her sister. I think they did a disservice to her by putting her out on her own so early just because Holly wasn't available because now when Holly is able to do the same thing, it's going to resonate more because I feel like she has to go in a specific direction. She's the Little Mermaid. She has to like have a strong brand presence. Disney's behind her. She has to take all of the learnings and lessons from Chloe's whatever the fuck and do it better. So it's going to automatically be like, well, damn, son. And Hallie has established her personality with mm-hmm. us. And we got a little piece of scandal under her belt. I just like, I don't understand why the girls shy away from the controversy so bad. You're actually making more reason for it by trying to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you gotta give us something. You gotta give us something to work with, baby. Something. Let's give them something to talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about love, okay? Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Um. Because, <laughs> but I do want to say, I do want to go on the record and say. That the album was way better, way better than I could have ever imagined. No Robert Glasper. Ooh, come on, better than I imagined. And so I do want to leave the listeners with that. It is better than I thought it was going to be. She sounds better than I thought she would. Stop with the cursing. Stop with all the niggas. And this would have been... A very amazing debut album. Yeah. Alas. But I think that at this point, regardless of the music, people are going to have something to say about her. And she's gone on record and said that. Like in the interview with Lotto, she was like, baby, I was just sitting down in the chair on the airplane like they told me to. And the audience was literally like, Oh, she looked like she want to have sex in a chair. She looked like she can't wait to gyrate. Like, she was like, I'm just sitting here. But people have this. Perception is reality to the girls. I say that all of the time. And because she not she not doing anything to dispel it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you are over, you are over sexing, so. When she wants to be. That's the thing. That right. ain't even consistent. Right. Because she only do it in performance and in photo shoots. Yeah. And, like, some of them covers, them internet covers that she was doing. Oh, yeah, those creepy covers. But I count that as performance. <laughs> Not that creepy. <laughs> they creepy boo. Like. <laughs> Not creepy crawler, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Prayers to the sisterhood. Like. We supposed to be as a sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
song on there? I think it's Falling For You. Like, and there's people talking in the background. Is that a clip from Zeus Network? Like, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. I'm sorry, because we got more complaining to do, because you just brought something up. <laughs> the other thing that be blowing me about Chloe is, as soon as you be into the song, then something really crazy happens. <laughs> because Falling For You, when that started, I said, oh, wait. A song. But then people start cussing and fighting, and I'm like, what is going on? Why can't we have some pe- She don't want peaceful music? It don't even give she would be around a conversation like that. Right! It's just like, it's who are people that talk like that? Who are these people? Who presents to us? Yeah. It give, came from a good family, nice upbringing, never heard the parents argue, standout star in the community. Like, it give well-backed black. <laughs> but she wants to be a heathen so bad. It's just like enough. <laughs> I don't know why she, she just takes me down so bad. <laughs> well, the thing is, we like her. I actually love Chloe. Like, I'm interested in her. I'm like, I don't know. I want to get to know the doll, but she don't want me to. Yeah, she don't. Come on, the cast, Chloe. And I need, and I need to, uh, I need to listen to the the episode with um with her on Lotto's show. But she also recorded that. They recorded that in September. Mm-hmm. It's old. So I'm also like, what she's saying probably don't even apply. And it also says to me, I don't know if it read to you this way, but that. Them recording this in September made me feel like the album was supposed to come out then. And that because the songs wasn't working, they kept pushing it. Mm. <clears throat> that's, that, that's how it was reading to me. I'm not saying it. I didn't think about it that way because it's Lotto's show. So I was like, maybe the ink just wasn't all the way dry for Lotto's stuff. And that's why. But you're, you're right. Business-wise, it don't even matter what when this would have came out for Lotto. It does kind of point to something on Chloe's side. I don't know what's going down to the Parkwood, but Beyonce ain't released them videos yet either, so I have gripes. The album about to be a year old. Well, when tours start? May. Doll don't care. I'm tired of gay niggas, and I'm tired of Beyonce. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Love her to death and solidarity with the community, but I need some time alone. <laughs> Now you falling apart at the seams, dog. Listen. <sighs> but good work, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> you not bad. Somebody go like it, dog. <laughs> Shit. Well. Stream in pieces, everybody. We are trash. <laughs> what? I'm saying, like, I'm going, there are songs i already been running back, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. I'm telling you, it's a good chunk on there that would have been like, oh, this is so good, Chloe, I pressed. Mm-hmm. I like that for her. I just would like everything else to make sense, so. Make it make. I'm going to be on the lookout for sense making. Um, I love when sense Stuff makes sense. Sense making is everything. Yeah. I want more of that. I'm okay with 
in pieces. I just don't want her persona, her brand, her give, her everything else to also be the title of the project. To also be, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. But love Chloe. So wishing her the best. Pray that she's not stressed. Love, peace, and happiness. She's better than that. <laughs> All right, y'all, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I shall. Um, poor thing. That's going to be a good episode. Yeah.